thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting radiolemon.com. Live from Trackside, this is IMSA Radio. Hello everybody and welcome along to the second race weekend after the long pause for IMSA. We're at Sebring, the headline race is the Cadillac Grand Prix uh, and we've got two supporting members of cast here this weekend. The IMSA Prototype Challenge will have Brian Till and Jeremy Shaw for that for the race uh, and the Michelin Pilot Challenge is back on track in a few moments' time with TCR qualifying. Uh, we're live right the way through. It's exclusive. No blocks, no breaks. Uh, and we'll have some video for you in the other parts of the weekend as well, including for this race if you're outside the USA. Jeremy Shaw and Shea Adam joining me, John Hindorf, in the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre as we bring you all the action from Sebring International Raceway. The Michelin Pilot Challenge on IMSA Radio, part of the Radio Show Limited Network. Slightly overcast afternoon at Sebring. Parts of the circuit in sunshine, parts in shade. 30 degrees Celsius, that's that's on the track. Uh, and 39 degrees in the air, 75% humidity. Let's go straight away to our VP Racing Fuels pit lane reporter Shea Adam that's just a normal Florida afternoon in fact with a little bit of wind there probably feels quite nice down in the pit lane yeah it would be pleasant racing conditions at the moment but uh, the most feared words for any race engineer or race strategist pop-up showers oh. and that's going to be the story for the race a little bit later on now we have the TCR cars getting ready for their qualifying. They'll be going out. They have four sets of tires that they can use between yesterday for the two practice sessions and today for the race. That allotment doesn't count rain tires. So if you do have a rain shower at some point in the race, you would essentially get a free set of tires. We've got right now a 50% chance of rain for the last hour of this race today. Who knows if it's actually going to show up, though? That's the problem with racing in Florida in the summer. <laughs> That's the problem with living in Florida in the summer. Let's be frank about that. Yeah. But for right now, conditions pretty much ideal. 13 cars in the TCR category, including Jeremy Shaw. And welcome along uh, to IMSA Radio. Welcome back to IMSA Radio for you. A brand new additional Hyundai Veloster, which is resplendent in white and green colours. We had a sneak pre preview of it yesterday hello yeah good uh, morning evening afternoon wherever everybody happens to be great to be back with uh, everybody here and excited about this weekend it was fun to get back online a couple of weeks ago at daytona certainly but now we've got uh, not just 
the IMSA World Exports Car Championship, two other series as well to cover. So that's always a lot of fun. Yeah, extra Hyundai. Uh, I think it may, it, according to all the, the the other teams in the paddock of the uh, Michelin Pilot Challenge in TCR, it's going to be a Hyundai battle. Uh, but at least there's going to be one more of them. So that is certainly good news. Uh, and that's right. Car number 29, Parker Chase, who's stepped down from the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship, right? originally planning to drive with Aim Vassar Sullivan. Instead, he's signed up now with Brian Hurd at Autosport. And he's going to be joined by Spencer Brockman, who's a very talented young man. His father, Michael, uh, you might remember uh, any sports car fans or open wheel fans from before that, because Michael was quite a bit of a star in Formula 5000 way, 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 way back. Unfortunately, Michael passed, sadly passed away earlier this year. Super, super guy. And uh, perhaps one of his biggest claims to fame, he won uh, a bunch of races, many of them with Paul in, in concert with Paul Newman, who was one of his uh, very, very close friends. So Spencer Brockman, a bit of a chip off the old block, just 20 years of age from Westport, Connecticut. And that should be John, a, another strong pairing. First thing to note as the TCR field files out, and it's Audis to the four for the first three cars out before that brand new uh, Hyundai Veloster. No, in fact, I tell a lie, it's Audi, then three Hyundais, including the uh, uh, white and green one. Uh, the uh, Pilot Challenge and the Prototype Challenge, the two Challenge series, both in the, what is normally the WEC pits on the back straight of Sebring International Raceway when we have Super Sebring. So they come round. In some ways, this is quite good, Jeremy, and, and we've seen it employed to some, uh, this sort of tactic, employed to some good effect in qualifying by the NTT IndyCar series, where they have the timing line moved so you can go straight back into the pits. It's the other way around here. You come out of the pits, and then effectively you're straight on a, on a flying lap if you want to be. Yeah, it does. It, yeah, it, it's, it's, I think it's a pretty good idea to use this other pit lane. Of course, that was put into place last year for Super Sebring, uh, and the uh, WEC teams were based uh, out there. But uh, you know, it's now it's sort of fully operational. Why not use it now? It's another good social distancing tool, if you like, in terms of IMSA. So the uh, the WeatherTech cars can be in the, in the main paddock. It was always a bit of a scrum, wasn't it, when yes. you had the uh, Michelin Pilot Challenge teams and all the PCs in there, IPCs in there as well during a race weekend. So I think this makes perfect sense. Share the first uh, car in line was Gavin Ernstone's Roach Shagger Racing Audi. Great to see them back again. And a bit of news about that team. They come into this race as the championship leaders, having won the race at uh, Daytona, what, six months ago now. <laughs> Last year, they were 10th in this race, so they were looking for a bit more performance. As soon as the testing ban was lifted, both Gavin and John Morley, his co-driver, came to Sebring. They tested. They had a great deal of confidence when they left the track. Well, yesterday, they were chasing a little bit of a gremlin within that Audi. They think they figured out what it was, but they seem to be losing power progressively as the day went on, which was not a good feeling. Gavin left the day feeling like he had a little bit of work to do himself, but he said it's overcast this morning for qualifying, the speeds should be high, and he's looking for a good start this race weekend. So out on the track with all of the 13 cars, yes, they have gone out onto the circuit. Great to hear the engines of the TCR category. As I said, 13 of them. It's another one of these quick fire uh, qualifying sessions. We haven't got representative times in yet. Uh, quick hello to some people waking up in the sounds of race cars. Moni Elysium. Hello, Moni. At uh, IMSA Radio, by the way, if you want to get in touch 
with us. Across the line, uh, across the line goes the number 33. That's the bright red Brian Herter, Autosport, Hyundai Veloster, uh, followed by the 21, which is the blue, that almost the Hyundai N blue, as we would call it now. And then it's the rather splendid black TMR Engineering, Alfa Romeo Giulietta. Roy Block behind the wheel of that. It's black and a very fetching dark red accent on the bonnet of that car. And it looks absolutely stunning. Then LAP Motorsports, the Honda, number 73. And as I say that, uh, it is the 47 Motorsports Hyundai that goes to the top of the shop. And we're going to see this, Jeremy, I think, for the remaining 11 minutes with people improving uh, until they've taken the best out uh, of the Michelin Pilot uh, tyres. Although it has to be said, they are pretty, pretty reliable through the whole 15 minutes. Yeah, they are, but certainly you know, the, uh, the these front-wheel drive cars, in particular the TCRs, they do tend to chew up their tyres, so uh, lap times, the best lap times are generally set very, very early in the stint, unlike perhaps, uh, or in contrast perhaps, to, to GS, which is able to, to kind of run longer with a bit more consistency. I think uh, the front-wheel drive cars, they've got a lot of horsepower going through those front wheels here. They're working awfully hard, particularly in hot conditions as we have right now, so uh, I'd be surprised if anybody was able to set a better lap after laps maybe two or three. Let's have a look at who's Certainly improved. is a good lap there by Ben, ben Waddell. Yes. The quickest on the first flying lap there. Two minutes, 18.1 for, uh, for, for Ben, uh, the second generation driver. The, the uh, lap record, it's a long way off the lap record, the uh, qualifying lap record for TCR round here was set last year by Brick Casey Jr. in an Audi the 213.7 the race lap record was Tom O'Gorman in a Honda at 215.4 that first lap for Ben Waddell at 218.1 and significantly quicker than anybody else on that out lap yeah very good indeed to get down uh, to that sort of number as quickly as they did uh, as we said it's a little bit overcast parts of the circuit in very bright sunlight and therefore benefiting from the heat that is being put into the old concrete and tarmac, the venerable concrete uh, and tarmac round this Sebring International uh, Raceway. Great to see the front wheel drive, two litre cars out there. It's Brian Hurt at Autosport 1, 2 and 3 and an improvement and it's the 98 car that goes to the front with a very loose bonnet on the left-hand side, the hood looks like it hasn't been fastened with those aero clips on the left-hand front. That could be very dangerous indeed. That's another one of the sky blue cars with the dark red and blue stripes on it. And that will be, well, I was going to say, it be slowing the 98 car down. But it I think it's a cunning ploy, John. Do you think it's a cunning ploy to get oh, around I the... Do. To oh, get yes. around the Maybe get a little yes. bit more um, cooling into the turbo, into the uh, engine, and uh, get round the left-handers for uh, for Massa, Mason Felipe. So right now it's uh, Hyundai, 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 Hyundai <laughs> Alpha. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. All the little uh, Hyundais, of course, are Velosters, which were. Uh, developed specifically by Brian Herter Autosport. The N, the Veloster N, is a US market car, whereas the i30N 
with which it shares engine, gearbox, suspension and floor pan is not. I hear rumours as well, and I, I have seen some testing pictures, that there's an i30N hatchback TCR coming as well. So another version of uh, a Hyundai TCE, TCR, uh, but just with the four-door fastback rather than the hatchback i30N which if so again I'm sure that will be marketing unless they've decided that there's some advantage uh, to having uh, having a, a longer tail end the the regs and I know we've said this before but for people coming to us new 33 is the red car by the way just heading up in the early part of the left lap the regs for TCR say two litre maximum front wheel drive 320 horsepower and depending on where you are in the world the regs are slightly different for how much horsepower they put out IMSA just a little bit less than other championships because they run with GT4s but you can have four or five doors now obviously a hatchback normally has five doors a saloon like the Audi normally has four doors well, the Veloster does have four doors, so it's in. But if you look at it from the left-hand side, you'd swear it was a three-door hatchback because it only has one long door for the driver. But as you see the right-hand side of the car, you'll see it's got two doors on the right-hand side, two smaller doors. And, of course, with the hatchback, that makes it a four-door car. So it's sort of... It, it is unique. I cannot think of another car... Uh, in TCR that uh, gets in on that respect uh, already only six minutes remaining and it is three Brian Hurd Autosport Hyundais from 47 Motorsport from the, the fourth of the Hyundais the 29 in fifth position Fast MD Racing's Audi is the best of the Audi and then it's the the uh, other Alpha that's the number five car so Fast MG, MD and TMR and 47 Motorsport, uh, Jeremy, the only teams who can get in amongst the Brian Hurt Autosport Hyundais at the moment. Uh, no one's in amongst the Hyundais, are they? It's, no, it's, it's really. Hyundai 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and they're a full second clear, uh, more than a second clear of everybody else, which is uh, not uh, what uh, we were hoping for, certainly. And uh, certainly, yeah, the Hondas, the Hyundais were, were the cars to beat in Daytona, no question about that, as they have been since they pretty much came in to a TCR over here, but but not by that kind of a margin. So uh, I know the, the other teams reckon that they, they should be closer on race pace from the teams I've spoken to over the last uh, few days, uh, but I don't think everybody's expecting them to be this far behind. And surprisingly, actually, Mike, young Michael McCarthy has just gone best of the rest in the uh, number 32 uh, Honda. That is one of uh, Audi, excuse me. That's one of the uh, fast MD racing with speed syndicate entries. Michael McCarthy, just a youngster, who's going to be driving that car with Mikey Taylor, making his debut. Just uh, 20 years of age is uh, is Michael, 19 perhaps actually, um, and uh, from Clearwater, Florida. I think this is pretty much his first car race. He did a whole bunch of karting quite successfully uh, until uh, until going off to college the last couple of years. And uh, this uh, is his first, uh, first, very certainly his first major motor race. And according to Mikey Taylor, uh, he's not done that many races at all. 
Shea Adam, LA Honda World team. We're expect to see, we expect to see those a little bit further up. What's going on with the LAP guys? They were struggling pretty hard yesterday in all of the practice sessions with all three of their cars. Ryan Eversley, who's the driver of the number 77, alongside Dakota Dickerson this weekend, as his normal full-season co-driver, actually tested positive for COVID and couldn't come to the track. So Dakota picking up his helmet and jumping in as a super sub, driving also in the LMP3 race later in the afternoon. They were the only ones to get a lap out of the three Hondas yesterday, and it seems that they're doing that again today. The best of those cars in ninth in qualifying. Chris Miller, who's sharing the 37 with Shelby Blackstock, currently P13 out of 13 cars. And keep in mind, John, that is the exact same car that won the race one year ago. Damage yesterday, Shay. That car, Chris Miller had an accident at the end of the first session. Uh, it was off at turn 17, and uh, there was quite a lot of damage to that car. The, uh, the, actually, the, the, the front of the chassis was damaged, so they had to work fairly late into the evening to get it all back together again. And I think that would probably explain why Chris is at the back of the field there. And he's only done two laps this morning, so whether that's because there was a, there's a problem with that car or whether he's just kind of taking care of it, I don't know. Uh, you mentioned uh, Dakota Dickerson. Uh, Taylor, Taylor Hagler, by the way, she has recovered from COVID-19 and according to the IMSA protocols, apparently would have been okay to come along to this race meeting, but the team and she decided that, you know, she'd rather than take any risk whatsoever, even though she she was, by the letter of the uh, of the law, uh, to, to, so to speak, able cleared to come to back, race, decided yes. not to be a clear to race, yeah. Uh, the this opportunity to Dakota Dickerson and this is his first ever time in a front-wheel drive car, absolutely loving it. A nice little chat with him yesterday. He's a busy boy this weekend, of course, as you say, Shave, driving the IPC car as well. And coincidentally, or he's got a, there's a driver swap in that car as well. He remains in the PT car that he was planning to drive for MLT Motorsport, but Dean Baker unable to make the trip down uh, from Canada. We'll get into that when we get onto the uh, IPC late, later on. But there's going to be a different co-driver in that car for the race. That's going to be Dominic Cicero. Benjamin Waddell still running in the... I don't know how to describe it. Dark grey is the bit I get, which is all the extrusions and the wheel arch extensions. The, the colour of the rest of the car is sort of a terracotta, I would say. I was going to say orange, but it's not a bright orange. It's a flat, almost terracotta or a matte tangerine, maybe. Johnny Palmer would call that tangerine. JP and Bruce down at Paul Ricard this weekend for the, re the first round of the European Le Mans series, which you can follow on, and there's hardly any crossover either. So plenty of motorsport this weekend, again, from the Radio Show Limited network of channels here on IMSA Radio and IMSA TV, uh, and over on RS1 with streaming video as well from Ricard over the weekend 49 seconds remaining just to finish off the point that jeremy was making about how much dakota dickerson is enjoying that lap honda the number 77 car first time in the car and the cream rises to the top no doubt jeremy because he's the fastest of their three cars hasn't taken them long to dial himself in there no that's absolutely right uh, yeah i mean he, he is He's a very good driver, is Dakota. He's a super young man, and we, we really worked hard at his craft. And he has been super busy these last few weeks. In addition to driving the two races this uh, this weekend, uh, last week he had his first run in the uh, in the uh, Acura NSX GT3 car, 
had a, a, a test day there. He's going to have another one next week as well. So he's getting lots of seat time. I mean, he's earned these opportunities through the relationship he's built with Honda over the last few years. He won the uh, United States Formula 4 Championship two years ago. He won the, the F3 Championship last year. So kind of following there in the steps of Carl Kirkwood, who did the same as the checkered flag comes out on this session. But uh, Dakota, uh, he's got his focus he is focused entirely on making a career in sports car racing now, mm. and he's taking every job opportunity that comes comes his way and making full use of it. Well, checkered flag is out, and I don't think anyone else is going to improve. The only car still out is Roy Block in the Alpha Giulietta, which looks an absolute picture, as I mentioned earlier on. And uh, he may come round and finish this lap, but he's not going to improve by his <laughs> splits. So it's Ryan Norman for Brian Herter Autosport in the number 33 Hyundai Veloster N. That's the Brian Herter with Curb Agajanian uh, entered machine from Harry Gottsacker in the 21 car. Uh, then in third position, the 98 uh, with... Uh, Mason Felipe, who put the time in there. It was Ben Waddell in 47 Motorsports Hyundai in fourth position in the number 47 car. Eight tenths of a second, though, back to fourth position. And the fifth and final of the Hyundai Veloster NTCRs is in fifth position for the 2019 of uh, Spencer Brockman and Parker Chase. That's the vertical bridge uh, Hyundai, uh, Hyundai Veloster N. First non-H on the grid then is the Audi. Uh, that is the number 23, which is next up. Uh, and that is the, uh, where have I lost it there? The Fast MD, that's it. of course it is, uh, that is there. And then Mikey Johnson for JDC, uh, Miller Motorsports, another Audi, that's the 54 car. Then that number five, Alpha, and the top 10 made up by the second of the Fast MD, Audis in ninth, and Dakota Dickerson inside the top 10. Gavin Ernstone, he'll not be happy uh, in the Audi uh, in 11th position. And neither will both of those LAP Motorsports Hondas, 73 and 37, uh, in 11th and 12th position. So, mm, yes. They, and they, no, there's, and, and there's and to be neither fair, of those Miller, last two cars uh, set a representative time, I don't think, did no, John, did they? Which no. is odd. Uh, Chris Miller, we saw, just did the two laps. Certainly wasn't a representative lap there. So, uh, we've got to hope there's no problems there. I'll uh, try and find out what's going on through uh, Lu Luis Pericarpi, who's the team principal there at LA Honda World. Luis, uh, by the way, he he had some health issues earlier on this year. He's uh, I uh, texted with him yesterday. He's he's pretty much recovered now, although he has not made the trip to Sebring. He is still based at home in Indianapolis. Uh, but uh, good to see that Lewis, is, he, he reckons he's, he's almost back to 100%, so that's very, very good news. Really, really good guy. And for Mike Lamara in that number 73 car, yes, uh, he didn't really uh, set a, a good time either. Two minutes 20, more than six seconds off the pace. Yes, that is uh, that is a bit odd. So, But that was the car, as Jeremy mentioned, that was uh, involved in an accident yesterday in free practice. Jeremy Shaw, our VP Racing Fuels, Pit Lane and Paddock reporters here, Adam and me, John Hindoff, live on RS2 as we're waiting 
for that's Imza Ridgewood by the way as we're waiting for the next 15 minute qualifying session for the GS uh, category that of course is for GT4 cars and uh, an interesting Gaffinhead still just went back into the wrong pit lane there in the in the number 61. That's muscle memory, force of force of habit. Uh, uh, in the GS category, I hope they don't do that in the race, as uh, Shears just mentioned on our on our chat. I've got 22 entries here for the Grand Sport, the GT4 uh, runners, and a couple of free practice sessions yesterday. Uh, Robert Robin Liddell for Rebel Rock was fastest in the first one, and I think either fifth or sixth. In in the second, uh, a decent decent spread of cars and drivers involved at the sharp end. Yeah, it really was. The, the combined practice results, we have a BMW ahead of a Mercedes, ahead of a Camaro, ahead of an Audi, ahead of a Mercedes, ahead of a BMW, ahead of a McLaren, ahead of a Porsche. So it was a very good mix of cars up in that top section from the Times. Turner Motorsport were definitely the car to beat yesterday. The BMW looked very, very strong, but that was because the Bimmer World with both of their M4s were having a couple of issues. And it was not the best session for either of the cars, but I spoke with James Clay this morning. He said that he thinks they've got everything sorted out and they're gonna try and bring something to the front of the field because they know that the platform itself is strong. But as you rightly said, Rebel Rock, with that very impressive time to start the day, a 2.11-4.98, I believe we should get lower than that in the qualifying session just because of the current conditions being a little more overcast, a little more cloud cover. And of course, as soon as I say that, the sun does start to peak out a bit. But we should be getting some pretty quick times for this GS qualifying. Of note, in that session, I mentioned the Bimmerworld BMWs with a couple of gremlins. Also with Gremlins, the number 60, that's the core motorsport, their Aston Martin that they brought to the track. They debuted that car at Daytona in the race for Kyle Marcelli and Nate Stacey, two guys who won this race two years ago. They had a lot of issues yesterday with Kyle actually stopping out on track. They lost a complete session, the better part of it, but they think they've got a handle on that. By the time the race goes green, Kyle Marcelli will only have done five laps in the car. So we're going to get to see a lot of impressive performance from the young Canadian. Rebel Rock Racing were doing a little bit of testing at Sebring during that. And, you know, I laughed when Shea said, of course, it was six months ago. But she's absolutely right. Pretty close to it. End of January since we've had the... A Michelin Pilot Challenge cars on and here we are in July and the McLaren which stopped yesterday Jeremy I seem to remember in FP2 at the exit of Big Ben turn five uh, with overheating issues hasn't got out of the pit ah well no it has got out of the pit lane it's got round two at the front straight pit lane Jeremy uh, yes, uh, that's unfortunate for that team. And it's uh, a good lap times yesterday, that car. It's, it's the, uh, I think it's the same, well, I'm not sure whether it's the same McLaren that they, this, the, this pairing, Corey Lewis and Sheena Monk, ran at Daytona or not. Certainly run by a different team now. Uh, Motorsports in Action has taken over the running of that, that car, uh, ironically from M1 racing as it was before. So it's gone from M1 to MIA. Uh, but uh, yes, it looks like uh, problems there for, for that car. That's unfortunate for qualifying. Uh, and I think, Shea, that is a different chassis, isn't it? Correct. This is the Motorsports in Action car. The one that they ran was a leased car from a different team, I believe. Right. Okay. Good. Uh, 
Good knowledge there from my two core commentators here. Adam is our VP Race Fuels Pit and Paddock reporter. And welcome to the IMSA Radio family to VP Racing Fuel. And just being named as the official coolant as well of IMSA after uh, putting up their, uh, their um, specification to IMSA and probably not too much of a problem the overheating today with the overcast but the days of putting water in radiators of even road cars never mind race cars long gone check out VP racing fuel much more than just fuel uh, in nowadays for VP as well We're powering the cars here at IMSA of course this weekend so early laps and we'll wait to see who puts the quick laps in Russell Ward for Windward Racing new colours for the Mobile One backed Mercedes uh, uh, sort of a flat black colour with uh, red accents over the rear three quarters Russell was pretty quick yesterday Indy Donchi think at one stage was second quickest time and Russell backed him up very well indeed HTP Windward with a parallel operations here in the States and back in Europe where they took victory in the uh, Nürburgring series which is now called the NES uh, Nürbur Nürburgring German series or in German NLS it's what it used to be called the VLN they had one of their GT3 cars uh, winning there a couple of rounds ago so well at the moment on the road to or should I say certainly trying to back up that victory and well used to winning is that car finishes up. oh and a spin for the number 65 that's the Marillo Racing AMG GT4 and that is just coming out of turn number 10 isn't it 12. Drop, uh, turn 12 excuse me tower yeah and, oops, yes, as you say, John, just a straighter wheel onto the uh, left of the road there, coming out of that corner, around the car goes. That car was generally driven by Tim Probert and Brent Mosing. Uh, I think yesterday Brent wasn't here, and, in fact, uh, Kenny Murillo, son of team owner Ken, was was at the wheel of that car, 23-year-old. I'm sure it'll be, pretty sure it'll be uh, Tim Probert, however, will be qualifying that car this morning. Correct. It is uh, Tim, at least timing and scoring is seeing it is Tim behind the wheel they've got a little bit more chrome to their usual tangerine and white and the throaty rumble of the AMG V8 uh, just pot us away from the scene of the crime and we have not had to go to a red flag uh, talk about different colours and bright colours how about the number at 60 welcome back to Co Motorsports uh, race for RP race rink Aston Martin for Nate Stacey and Kyle Marcelli uh, the base colour is white then we have chrome puce uh, and, and a teal on that you'd not lose that one in the paddock Jeremy would you uh, no <laughs> it's great to see I mean there's some great colour schemes out there aren't there it's really cool to see it's a super, super series this and 
Uh, you were talking weren't you, about the, the, the Windward Racing cars, yeah. John, and the, uh, the number 57 car, Bryce Ward, new co-driver for that car this weekend. Alec Udell, great to see uh, Alec back in this championship. Won the GT4 Series in Europe last year, didn't he? Yes, and uh, super to see him back in the Michelin Pilot Challenge. He's, he's done just, uh, I think, three races in the past, including one way, way back when he was uh, barely odd enough to uh, to walk. It to reach like. the pedals, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and and that's, we're seeing the Aston Martin now, Cheer. That's good news. That's the one you were talking about that had problems yesterday. Correct, and not only out, but it jumped up straight to P1. It's now been knocked down to P2 for Nate Stacy, but that is going to be a very happy group of mechanics. Dean Martin, who is the team owner and the guy who still works on the cars, was putting a mask on the front of that car yesterday in a little bit of jest, telling his drivers that the car needed to stay six feet away from all other cars as well. It apparently has worked, though, this morning in qualifying. Jumped up again to P2, but we have a new leader on the top of the charts, John. Uh, yes, Nate Stacey improves, goes to second, but half a second away, Jeremy Shaw, from Tyler McQuarrie. Audi, Aston, BMW, uh, uh, Mercedes-AMG, and Ford, your top five. That's a good lap from McQuarrie. It is, yes, yeah, significantly quicker than uh, that car went yesterday. I think the fastest time for that car yesterday was... Uh, God, get all the way down the order. Where is it? Yes, oh, well, exactly. It was actually fourth fastest, 2.11.7 yesterday. 210692, as you second. say, for the Californian, and that is only just outside Owen Trinkler's lap record setting qualifying last year. Two minutes 10.521 was Owen's uh, lap time in qualifying last year. And talking of Owen and, and Team TGM, sad yes. not to see that team out here this weekend and, and possibly for the rest of the season as well. And uh, yeah, absolutely, Ted and Ted and Giovannis as. Uh, just they're concentrating at their their JTG foundation on on uh, COVID-19 uh, removal status, if you like. Uh, so they won't be racing this weekend, which is a shame, certainly for for all, all of the drivers there. We, we we hope to see that team back again there before too long. Yeah, I had uh, Ted on the phone on Wednesday on Midweek Motorsport, um, and uh, he kindly came on and, and gave us the the news himself. Uh, spoke to the team last weekend, I'm told, and, and let them know. Um, race operations suspended, paused, were the two words that Ted used. As Jeremy said, the, the modelling and the statistical analysis and the algorithms that the foundation uses in cancer research uh, apparently are very, very useful indeed in COVID research and saw a lot of time effort and energy being put into that for obvious reasons at the moment uh, but the the team aware of what's going on the shop has not been shut they're still doing some work there and whilst we might not see them this season uh, ted telling us on wednesday that they hope to be back as strong as ever and uh, and challenging once again for the championship that they won a couple of years ago. Rebel Rock Racing, uh, the Triple R team, that is the Camaro. And a little bit of a grassy moment uh, a few moments ago for Frank Depew in that car. And they were out testing at VIR and it was an Ordea moment. And the Ordea was the deer that they hit. Caused a bit of damage to that car. <laughs> 
Uh, probably caused more damage to the deer, unfortunately. Well, you never know. <laughs> I've, I've seen some big incidents. Ask Ollie, ask Ollie Gavin, actually. Uh, I remember some years ago, Ollie's wife driving back to Yardley Hastings and had a big uh, um, SUV of German three-pointed manufacturer and the deer leapt over the the hedge, took the front near side wing off the car, she expected it to be carnage and shook its head and just bounded straight off. Extraordinary things. Uh, however, apparently they all had venison uh, as on the barbecue. And I, I don't know that. And um, Sorry, I shouldn't make jokes about those things. The good news was that nobody was hurt because hitting something that big at speed when you're testing on a racetrack, you just don't expect it. Into the pit lane for Scott Maxwell in the number 22, the grey and white motorcraft Ford Mustang GT. Entering, of course, just before the, the Jean de Bian bends and getting into the pit lane. Alan Brynjolfsson for Archangel Motorsports Porsche 718 Cayman just going through turn one, the Volt Lightning uh, machine. And they're back again uh, for this resumption of the season. I, I do I do wonder, Jeremy, just how everybody is feeling getting back to a racetrack. One or two teams, as we've, re as we've reported, have done testing, but but not very many of them and, and not very much. And you know, six months is probably the longest gap that they've had if they've been doing racing for quite a while. Sorry, what was the question? Oh, sorry, don't, don't worry. Don't, oh, don't no, worry. No, I've, just, I've just got a note back from Lewis Pericarpi. Uh, he said the Hondas are just slow. Uh, but the, the problem with number 37 car, it had no boost after the uh, after repair from yesterday. So uh, that, was, that explains why number 37 car is at the back of the field. Another flapping uh, hood as well, the 7. <laughs> See, uh, it is a ploy. It, it is, is a ploy. Yeah. It's not. It's not helping the Cayman because the engine's hidden underneath at the back somewhere. I've still not yeah, found. I've still not found the one in, in Eve's car. I, 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 I know there's an engine in there, but I cannot find it anywhere. There's luggage space above it. There's the cabin in front of it. Oh, and the, now the 56 has got a problem again. That's the other car. Oh, so that's it the other car. It was the 65. Correct. That's the one with the black on it. Jeff Morsings hit the tire wall. Uh, and that is just on the run-up between turn two and three, and that is dropping the right-hand rear Michelin onto the dirt, I would think, coming through turn one and into the kink of turn two. And there has been contact with the blue and white tyre wall on driver's left. But he limps yeah, away from the scene of the crime. Place to go, isn't it? Turn, turn three, you don't see many cars off there. Uh, but, uh, and, and particularly somebody of Jeff's experience, so he won't be very happy with himself. The good news is he's in among the top ten, as usual. Very little so, damage, uh, if any damage, Jeremy. He's, he's, yeah. I think he's pulled off one of the dive planes. No, I don't, he, do you know what? I don't think he's even done that. He's moved yeah, right. He's moved the left-hand side door mirror. He's tilted that in. But other than that, he's having a bit of a wiggle. I don't think he's even put a mark on that beautiful chrome... Uh, tangerine paintwork he's gone straight on at the hotel hairpin at turn seven and he was wiggling around i think he's just trying to keep out of people's way there as jeremy says plenty of uh, plenty of experience behind the wheel there but that's an odd one mm, it is it's not not a place uh, many people go off well, it's good to see the mclaren back out there again number three car that'll be sheena monk qualifying that car and she turned some good lap times yesterday 
So uh, good, thing, good that, that was a car we saw stranded at the, the end of the uh, pit lane earlier on at the beginning of the session, but seems to be back out there again now. Um, and uh, interesting to see how much of a gap there is between all the cars at the, the front of the class here. Tana McQuarrie has turned that to 2 minutes 10.692 and then parked it. Just three laps completed for, for the defending series champion in that uh, Carbine Autosport with Peregrine Racing at Audi, car number 39. Nate Stacey in second place with the Aston Martin for Core Auto, uh, Motorsport. Robbie Foley in third position for Turner Motorsports in the BMW. Then Russell Ward's Windward Racing Mercedes. So Audi, Aston, BMW, Mercedes, the top four. Uh, Jim Cox, an excellent run in fifth position yes, there. Very good. Jim, by far his best ever qualifying run so far in number 35, Riley Motorsports Mercedes. And then the two forwards, Chad McCumbie. Welcome back, Chad. Former series champion in, S in the ST category. Hasn't raced in this series since 2018, I think, for a couple of years then. He's been away, but back this weekend with PF Racing in number 40 Mustang. What an excellent effort he has done there to be faster by 0.0. One five, or not very much, but faster in any case than the veteran Scott Maxwell in car number 22 for Multimatic Motorsports. Yeah, very good. Checkered flag is out, and the first to see it, the number 38 car, Thomas Collingwood in the BGB Motorsports Porsche 718 Cayman GT3 Club Sport. That'll be the first and only time I use the full title of a 718 Cayman. It will be 718. Uh, after that, Still half a second between Tyler McQuarrie and the Carbon Audi with Peregrine Racing ahead of Nick Stacey from Core Motorsports in that bright white and chrome-coloured Aston Martin Vantage. Then about three tenths back to Robbie Foley for BMW and Turner Motorsport, the 95 car. Then the first of the AMGs is Winwood Racing. That is the dark grey, the flat grey number four with the dark red accents on it. Uh, uh, Russell Ward uh, back about another half a second. He's four tenths ahead of the number 35 for Riley. Similar car with Jim Cox, as Jeremy says. That's a good run. Top six, Chad McCombie, PF Racing's for first of the Ford Mustangs. Didn't see the second. Shea, did you see the, the second of the Winwood uh, Racing cars go out? Winwood, uh, the, the 57 car. I did not see it go out. Uh, we have had some transponder issues today already with the IPC cars running this morning. Two cars did not register, and I did see them turning laps. But the 57 of Bryce Ward and Alec Udell that we were talking about a little bit earlier still listed as last in class, last in the field, having turned zero laps. I'll investigate that in the meantime, though, and figure out if they did get out, and if they didn't, why not? Okay, thank you, Cher. Our VP Fuels Pit and Paddock uh, reporter. Uh, Audi, Aston, BMW, EMG, MG, Ford, Ford, EMG, Porsche and BMW, your top 10. Uh, Sheenamon got up to 13th position with limited running uh, there for the McLaren 570S. And earlier on, we had a Hyundai Veloster NTCR benefit in the TCR category I'll, I'll yeah and I'll, on that on that subject John yeah. very very briefly just got to note that the number 47 um, 40, 47 yeah. motorsports uh, Hyundai ran out of fuel in that qualifying session oh. uh, so uh, Ben Waddell he ended up for very very impressive fourth quickest in that car but uh, he, he completed 
Actually, well, he completed six laps, actually, which is more than anybody else. I'm not quite sure he would have been uh, planning to do more than that in qualifying. But he did need to be, they, they, they uh, got, got their fuel calculation slightly wrong in that car, so it's got stranded out in the racetrack. But still a good qualifying run for Ben Waddell. Uh, Shea, given the long period that everybody's had off, a couple of free practice sessions yesterday, qualifying uh, today, got some miles under the wheels, um, and with the exception of the cars we've mentioned, uh, precious few issues, although both the Murillo cars off, one dropping a left-hand uh, rear Michelin onto the dirt and spinning harmlessly, the other dropping the right and a tiny little tap uh, on the tyre barriers, but pretty much everybody else doing okay. Yeah, and it, it's actually kind of interesting that I talked with Jeff Mosing earlier this week, who was not thrilled about the idea of going to Florida in the middle of the summer, strictly because of the humidity. Now, this is a man who comes from Texas. He's used to heat, but he was worried about the effect not only on the drivers, but also on the cars of that different temperature from anything that they've run. He'll be grateful that today at least they had a little bit of cloud cover. But yes, clearly both of those cars struggling in the qualifying session. When you only have a few minutes to lay down the lap, it's going to be interesting to see how they bounce back over the course of the race when, of course, the cars are separated by class at the beginning. We are going to have those TCR Hyundais mixing it up with the slower GS cars toward the back of the field. But hey, that just gives us even more entertainment. Thank you, Cher. Our VP Racing Fuel Paddock and Pit reporter Jeremy Shaw uh, and me, John Hindhoff, in the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre. Stay tuned to RS2. We'll continue with IMSA content as we go towards our next live coverage for you. Uh, we've got plenty going on here this Friday. And remember, it's big day Saturday as well. Only a Friday and Saturday event. If you want all of the schedule, auto converted to your browser time, go to www dot radio dash show dot co dot uk and scroll to the bottom look for rs2 for jeremy share and myself john hindoff thanks for joining us we'll be back in the sunshine at sebring in a little while bye bye this program is a radio show limited production tell your friends there's more at radiolamont.com